Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. What's up, buddy? Man, it is hot. We were talking about it a minute ago. It's it hot. Listen it to this guy. This guy. This we're out here transition. cutting the grass this morning while he's in there. I'm in, I'm in long AC. pants. It's just fine. This is a beautiful late late spring. Ben, what do you I think? think? It's, it's it's fairly warm. Okay, see, two on two. <laughs> two V two. I'm Jeez. definitely ready to sit on some water. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I spent some time on the lake this weekend. It was rather nice. Yeah. I sure did was. not do get to have the fun that y'all had this weekend though. I wish I did. Oh, but. yeah. Were <laughs> <laughs> we supposed to feel bad? or No. Oh. No? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out where we're going with this. I mean, it's hot, and he didn't get to have a good weekend. Like, oh, I, I had a great weekend. weekend. Good weekend Whoa, on the lake. Me. Like, this is the world's smallest violin. No, like, I, Bob, what I was trying to do like, was segue the three of y'all into telling me turkey stories. Oh! Yeah. Well, I mean... By all means, we got plenty of turkey stories around here. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't have fun. I'm just saying I didn't have as much fun as y'all. Okay, you're yeah. so hot today. And, you know, that is whatever. <laughs> all right, so on today's podcast, we've got the long-lost brother of our favorite, Rob Kenny, Dr. Ben Kenny, on the podcast. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> One of the original OG good to be co-hosts back. of the podcast. He was... As I would say, he was here before y'all, and he'll probably be here after (laughs) y'all. I don't know. I sure hope so. I don't think you're going anywhere. Yeah. I remember the first time Ben came in the shop. I hadn't seen his face before. I just remembered listening to the podcast, and I could hear you talking. I was like, I know that voice from somewhere. (laughs) Oh, that's Ben. I was like, what what the heck is going on out here? Yeah. You know what I love about Trip? What's that? You know how middle school girls are like all about the boy bands, like you know, in sync and new kids on the block. Trips like that about Rolling Thunder. Drink the he's juice. He's like closet. Drink the he's juice. like closet boy band fan of the brand. Absolutely. I mean, he was reminiscing a minute ago about Rob's voice, and <laughs> yep. you know, I mean, listening to the yep. old episodes. Every podcast we post, there's guaranteed two downloads: my mother and Trip. <laughs> <laughs> so we get at least two every single time. That's right. Uh, so, in addition to Doctor Kenny, we have world famous trade show Trip, What's Chef What's Hodges, up? and uh, yeah, Chef Hodges, and and then we have you know, buddy running William. an air compressor. Yeah, <laughs> William worried about the weather for Ollie. That's me. Uh, <laughs> So there's only one reason that we would have this weird collection of friends sitting on the front porch. It's your big day, Dr. Kid. Yeah, man. This morning I was able to tag out in Tennessee. Heck yeah. Welcome to the team. Welcome to hashtag Uh, team tag out. That's right. (laughs) It was was, uh, 
It was one. I was telling somebody earlier. This has kind of been the year of firsts. Mm-hmm. This is the first time this year. I, you know, the first bird I got was the first bird off our farm. And for for those of you listeners that remember, you know, I hate to say it, probably two years ago, we were talking about buying this piece of land, yeah. you yeah. know, on the back porch in Feathers Chapel. Yeah, that uh, it took a while to kind of figure, you sure. know, what they were doing. Are they there? And then trying to quit bumping turkeys and actually have a snowball's chance and you know what, a killing (laughs) one. (laughs) So after two years, we finally knocked the rust off and I got to actually do it with Rob. Yeah. So it was, it was fun to get to do that with him. And, um, you know, then about the next weekend, I got to experience a very traumatic first. I, I, I yelped up my first bird to my, for myself. And I whiffed. Mm. <laughs> That's every time. It was, yeah. Well, and it, admittedly, it was a it was a low probability shot. Yeah. Um, I was hunting with a buddy that was bow hunting, and I've given him heck about. I don't know why you, you insist on making this harder. Yeah. So I told yeah, him I was already like, hard I, enough. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. You do you, but here's how here's how this is going to go. You're the quiet one. You get the first shot. But if something shows up and you're not ready, I'm sending it. I'm yeah. blast. I was like, second. <laughs> I was like, other thing is, if you don't shoot quickly, and one's there, I'm sending it. Yeah. And if I hear a putt, you don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so, you know, we called one up, and I try to look at it without looking, and uh, man, he he ended up just an old bird that knew what he was looking for, yep. got to the top of the ridge, took two looks around and then, and that was it. So I'm like leaning around a tree, trying to bend a shot string and that just didn't work. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, today was, um, you know, I had a chance to hunt with two other friends that have been good friends of mine mm-hmm. for a long time. And, you know, they're friends and clients and, you know, just kind of grown up with them a lot. Yeah. You know, they've, been a big supporter of me, you know, professionally and recreationally, and they've sure. got land that I've hunted on. And so we, uh, my wife and I were coming back from the lake last night. There's this big ag field that we have in our bottom. And I saw this hen just take off. And from where she was to where she was going to go was about 250 yards wide. Mm-hmm. And... I love that might that, that, that's you're a, gonna have to run that one back. It's, a, it's official. Yeah. That's the loudest semi truck in the history of mankind that we've had. I mean, that was louder than Russ starting his truck right there. Yeah, yeah. I, just just that keep keep rolling. There's no need to edit that out. I hope people appreciate keep how rolling. loud that was. We had him on yeah. headphones. It's the first yeah. straight piped 18 wheeler I've ever heard. Glad he didn't hit the brakes. Uh, but, so 250 yards. So it was just okay. splitting the whole field, which I didn't quite understand because 30 yards would have taken her to cover. But I'm watching where she's going, and I see, you know, Longbeard out there just strutting this stuff and the past probably two three weeks every you know every other morning when my wife and i come back from the gym there's two birds strutting right there well one morning it was last week i text rob and i was like man there's a long weird just here. as a side note can we say what a good husband you are not only to go to the gym with your wife in the morning well i need it for me to, as much yeah but, but i mean just to 
just to allow two longbeards to live that close to your house for a couple of weeks, you, you really are. You're a, you're a conservationist. Well, that is self-discipline at its finest. Well, I also I knew what was going to happen. That if, I knew if I struck off after these birds, I was going to have to text my boss and be like, so they're hung up, man. Yeah. Can I stay? So I was trying to avoid, you know, mm-hmm. heartache on my part. But so, you know, um, we've been watching them for a while. So I text Rob and I was like, man, they're down here again. Like, what do you think? And he's like, well, kind of depends on whether you want to kill a turkey or whether you want to hunt a turkey. And I was like, well. Sounds like something Rob would say. Yeah, <laughs> Very <laughs> philosophical. Yeah. I'd have been like, get oh. underneath him and shoot him in the face. Oh, that, the old Chinese that was what I wanted to here. do. And then I was like, oh, well, based on the amount of time that I have, killing a turkey is the only thing I might be able to do. It's like, but you know what? I want to hunt it. I was like, okay. So I'll pin drop. <laughs> but, um. So this more uh, last night, just to kind of jump back, kind of got out around them stealthily without bumping them and watched them walk straight into the woods. And really in that block of woods that they went into, there's only about three or four spots mm-hmm. that they could roost. Mm-hmm. And they are all a limb hop from each mm-hmm. other. So it was near you, you had them narrowed down. Fairly. Yep. Yeah. And it's up on a big ridge. And you know, there's a old log road that kind of runs down it. So I knew, you know, it was probably about 50 yards down the woods and probably about another 50 up in the woods. So it, I, we knew, I yeah. told him we could get in pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're looking up at him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that tight, but now we, uh, so we you know, got up early, made a play, and I'm really glad we got up this early because I also learned another lesson this morning that... I've heard you say that you would love to see what TSS could do to a doe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before I die, I'm shooting one in the face at 35 yards. I had that experience because we came in and thousand percent. we had a bunch jump, and they took off. And then we sat down, and then right behind us, there's like this little ridge that runs across the whole bottom. And um, she went blowing, carrying on down through there. And no, one of them about tripped on my buddy behind me taping. Oh. It was that close. I've never been that close to a deer that wasn't dead. Oh, and God. you heard her just stomping and snorting, and that that went on for like twenty minutes. So we, fought, when he just got tired of it, just got up and started walking back there. <laughs> and then one of my, my other buddies fired up a cigarette, and he's like blowing it at him. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know how this is gonna go. But this yeah. is, do you want to smoke the bandit or something? <laughs> yeah, it's a rough crowd. Get out of here, dear! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look over and I heard, take a big drag <laughs> off the old Marlboro Red. <laughs> yeah, sit down, Doc. We're gonna kill these turkeys. Sounds like a TK and Mike episode. <laughs> it felt like one. <laughs> So, oh, I've got a great visual. <laughs> and I can tell you, for having been there, it's it's everything you thought it was. Oh, yeah. And maybe even more. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, so, daylight breaks, and um, about a, probably about 30, 40 minutes, and we're just waiting for gobble time. And you can just all see us, like, leaning in, and crows are going off, and we're just, like, just waiting on that first. All right. <laughs> any, any second now. <laughs> okay, it's your turn. Like, this, nothing. And then um, it's that time of year. Oh man! And about twenty minutes, thirty minutes after what they used to do, and my buddy's like, "Hey, hey, right here, right here, right here, right here." And I'm thinking like duck hunting right here, like in the hole, like <laughs> <laughs> like don't. I'm like, "What can I even?" He's like, "No, right here, right here, right here." And it's like a hundred yards down the other way, but I couldn't see it. But they'd flown down. 
Yes, they were yeah. on the ground. Hen was Hen was out in the field, and he's like, "Oh, to him." I was like, well, "That's okay. <laughs> That's yeah. fine." I was like, yeah. "If this the way this out, works here is yeah. boy meets girl <laughs> yeah. in front of a gun barrel, we kill boy." Like, yeah, and I was like, "It's a tale as old as time." <laughs> oh yeah. So I was like, "Man," I was like in my head, I'm like, "Okay, if this plays out like every other day this week." They're going to be right in front of us. They'll have to walk right in front of us to get to where I've seen them strutting every mm-hmm. day by 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, three longbeards just pile out of the woods as fast as they can after this after this hen. And she takes three or four hard steps the opposite direction. Mm. And I was like, oh, good. Well, they're here. <laughs> and this hunt was over before it started, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And... We didn't do any calling because they're they're all just kind of acting just kind of just edgy. Yeah, it yeah. just you could tell it, they were not bugging out, but like they just needed a reason. Mm-hmm. So she starts heading off. They go following. The two of the three are strutted the whole time out. You know, they're just blown up, just walking the other way with her. And I was like, "Oh, come on, that's pretty. I'm glad I got to see it." But <laughs> come turn around. Out of nowhere, she just turns 180 and is walking right down the corn row, right to us about 120 yards out. And she ended up hanging up at about 60. And then my buddy, the the, the gobblers are behind him. And my buddy's like, all right, when you're ready. And I was like, like I know TSS is pretty special. I was like, but I have not. Like, that is. Did he have his cigarette hanging out his mouth? <laughs> no, different word. Whenever, whenever no. you're ready, dog. Yeah. Right. No. And I'm looking at him going. I think they're a little far. And I was like, that may not be for you, but like, I just know that all yeah. I'm going to do is shoot a wing at this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at yeah, this, yeah. this like, I'm going to wait. I'd rather not shoot. And, you know, but, um, so they kept coming. Well, then she got real spooky for no reason, but she was staring straight at us. And I was like, I, and I felt like we got in there quiet. Mm-hmm. We even cut some other branches behind us and kind of put it in front of us to make sure we broken up real good. And had yeah. Good but hide. y'all did but, have a deer uh, drive and a, I mean, a smoking yeah. party. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean. we were just missing beagles. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Which one is it? Is it this one? Long time since we've heard is. that. Yeah. Now we got beagles. Yeah. <laughs> Rob will be glad to have the beagles oh, back on there. But so she kind of was, she started going out toward the middle of the field. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. And then she turned around. And was walking right in front of me, and I realized she was bearded. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, good, we got four beards in the field. <laughs> so the other thing I learned, and one thing I was always wondering about is, like, do bearded hens have less of an opportunity <laughs> with gobblers? Does that, like, throw them off? And I'm going to say no. I don't think it does. Not after what I saw no. this morning. There's not enough. This uh, is definitely a TK there's, Mike. There's, there's not enough. enough like this one, morning. <laughs> I always knew. I'd never asked anybody because I never well, thought about I'm it. I'm just oh, trying man. to think. Let's 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 do some algebra here. No, well, if, a if plus men, I don't a think plus you know, if, a humans, like, no if a human's brain, a human male's brain, is roughly you know the size of a miniature basketball, right? Yeah. And like 99 percent of that is captivated with thoughts of love and love. Well, if you think things, about it like yeah, that, right, it yeah. seems fairly and then, obvious. And then if you look at a at a gobbler whose brain's about half the size of a Walnut. golf ball and half of his brain is consumed with like how do i not get eaten paranoia yeah, yeah and he's the other half is consumed with, yeah i don't think he's worried about if she's shaved or not no, I'm, I'm saying 
<laughs> totally agree with you, Trip. Uh, no yeah. thoughts. No thoughts given to that. They probably right. just walk up, and go, "Hey, she's got a mustache like mine." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that I thought that was pretty cool. And at that point, she just starts putting and just going nuts. Well, she starts putting, and then deer start blowing again. Oh, and I man. was like, "This is fantastic." I was like, "I've never hated deer more in my yeah. life." Yeah. And gobblers are all kind of you know come out of strut, and they're all just like looking around and like, "Oh God, everything in this field's nervous, including the three of us." Yeah. And so she goes off putting and cutting, and then my buddy starts cutting real hard at her, and then those birds just like suck in like 20 more yards quick and he kept cutting and all three of them gobbled in our faces at about oh, 40 oh yeah and then i could hear the one that i ended up shooting but he was spitting and drumming and at that point i don't know what it is about that whole series but that's like when i start blacking out oh man <laughs> yeah and i'm like i need to quit looking at its beard i need to quit watching what it's doing and we just need to focus on this bead on that white dude head. i love to hear him gobble but there's nothing like the sound of <laughs> it's crazy Oh, and it. I have a hard time hearing it, and the only time I can hear it is like that mm-hmm. when they're close. If they're in front of me now, if I hadn't seen that bird and he was in the woods, it never would have heard it. But having him out there like that, I mean, it was yeah. You, you could see him making the sound, so it helped you hear it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they start coming in even harder, but then they hang up at about forty-five, and um, my buddy looked at me and he's like, "You need to." And then we heard putt. <laughs> I was like. Bam! And just awesome. and just said it. Well, then my other buddy, the one that started, you know, the guy smoking. TK. <laughs> he, yeah, he he's yeah, still TK. smoking. Well, he he put it out then. He made sure we didn't start a fire. Oh, that's good. He, he popped up because like, he was laying on his side, so he popped up like he was out of a ground blind, and this other one's running and just boom and buried it. Wow! <laughs> so y'all doubled? Yeah, we doubled. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, Whoa, so, that's awesome! So we doubled out of the morning. And um, got some fairly decent, you know, video footage of That's the deal. That's fantastic. Um, you can see mine, like, crumpling, like, through leaves. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's the perfect window to see it. So. Yeah. But uh, it was a, it was just an awesome hunt. And it was fun to get to share it with people that have that have done a lot for me. And... Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. Just, it, it couldn't have been more a, a more wholesome experience yeah. as far as, like, how it happened. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's awesome. All right, so... Real quick. That is awesome. It's May the 15th. Yep. How long have you heard people around here saying it's over? I've said it a couple times. I was going to say, you said it a month ago, and I said, you're crazy. Just really, started. as of last week, I, I said it the day before it. I shot my second he turkey. He was like, I'm never going to kill one. I was like, gosh almighty, we got until Labor Day. All right, but what's it? So, so, so just, you know, for reference sake, it's, Mar- it's May the 15th. They're still absolutely doing it. Oh, yeah. But think about one thing he has said from his interaction this morning. You were inside 100 yards from three gobblers, mm-hmm. and you heard how many gobbles on the roost? Zero. That's weird. I haven't heard a bird. I don't think it's weird at all. Shy, I mean, of, not, shy of them being in front of us, that's the first gobble I've heard in two weeks. Well, but here's, here's the I thing. I was just fixing to ask is how you many know, times they gobbled think, this morning. Think about why. Yeah. Is it because they're all together? He can or? see a hen. Gotcha. There's no need for him to gobble. Yeah. He's got a hen right there with him. He roosted with them. Early in the spring, you know, your hens are going to roost as a group. She's probably starting to nest. Mm-hmm. So she's she's off by herself. So more than likely, those gobblers roosted close to her because she's been there every day. Yeah. And so that's the last hen they can find. 
But if they're in the tree and they're sitting there looking at a hen on the ground or on the limb, I mean, they might gobble, but they don't need to gobble. I mean, right. the, 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 you know, gobbling is a come to me hen. So I guess my point is just side note, everybody gets to hang in their head this time of the year. Oh, they're not here. Oh, they're, you, you know, got to scout different you know, for sure. You got to yeah. scout different, but also may still be there. You yep. know what I'm saying? Just because they don't gobble on the roost doesn't mean they're not there. It also doesn't mean that they're not interested in anything. Because as soon as y- y'all started cutting at them, they fired up. They what? started strutting. I mean, all of a sudden, bam, here we are. One We're- thing that was interesting was that hen that was putting at us, she's actually the one that got those birds to gobble. Right. Because Once she, she, was, went, to she went off up the hill yeah. about 45 away from us. She started cutting. Right. Well, then he cut her off. That's right. And then... That's, That's right. when it just got greasy. Right. So, so it you know the whole game changed because everybody's now we're separated. We went from, yeah, but we went from talking about you know that 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 group, hen three gobblers, you know they're all together they're happy. All of a sudden hen's not happy. She knows something's wrong. She's putting. So they're alarmed. Deer's blowing. God, so they're nice. alarmed. All of a sudden her putting goes to mad cutting, and there's a difference, right? She's mm-hmm. going putt. But she's nervous, and then all of a sudden, she's she goes from being nervous to being pissed off. And the hens do that a lot. They once they start putting, then they go to. The species parallels with that too, you know. And and gobbler turns into. There's a girl that wants to be my girlfriend. You know, and so he starts gobbling, and he settles down. Next thing you know, you got a dead turkey. Yeah, I mean, well, along with that too. When do you think? Talking about how long it's taken. I guess where my head's been at, it's like, how many hens are going to be on nest now? And then you go out really late in the season, you know, the last week, you say, how many of those gobblers, you know, there's not any hens that are wanting to breed anymore? That I think that happens in June. June. I really do. I mean, it starts to taper. It's not a, again, this is not a linear. We, we tend to think like, okay, February 15th, they start gobbling. March the 1st, they start breeding. March right. the 28th, they start laying eggs. And by April the yeah. 10th, oh, the, season's over 40. Yeah. You How many times do you hear people say, yeah. it's going to be over 40 even started here? Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is. It actually really got started, and it stayed good for I, well, a while. Well, I think they start in February. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, 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 you know, there's a biological clock. Every hen's not the same. Every gobbler's not the same. There's an overlap. Well, so, and then even caveats in that, like say some, like a hen got bumped off a nest and she goes to re-nest or something. Yeah. Like she'll be yeah. you know, yeah. totally so, different. So all, all that's in play, we just tend to think that all the gobblers right now are breeding and then none of them are breeding. And we tend to think all the hens are nesting or none of them are nesting. And there's overlap in all that, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's a good point. I, did, I walked up on a nest this second week of the season. And then when I got drawn at that place and hunted out there, we saw a hen with five or six poults mm-hmm. on Whoa. April 25th. Yeah. So, I mean, so, there's just and, – and I've seen wow. – I mean, it's just not a perfect – they're not all on exactly the same calendar. So, I draw attention to it to just say, like, man, you know, if you're listening and, you know, you hadn't killed your turkey, go go turkey hunting. Right. Yeah. Like, Mate, it's is it harder right now than it was three weeks ago? Yeah, you dang right. Yeah, you better be roosted <laughs> yeah. close to them because the truth of the matter, had you not been roosted, if you'd not been close to where they were roosted, they'd have flown down, they'd have been together, and they probably would have never gobbled all day long. Well, they were in the presence of that hen, and, and I thought they weren't in the world. A week ago, I hunted that same spot, but what happened was, you know, because it, it was on a point, and then where we actually set up was in between two points that were probably separated by about 180 yards. Mm-hmm. 
I was playing it so that a majority of our action would be out in front of us when the action that we were a part of today was 120 yards to the left. Mm -hmm. And from that position, you could not see that corner. Yeah. So they've been in there for who knows how long doing the same stuff. Right. Yep. Right. So, anyways, I I just I say that I, I wanted to draw attention to that yeah. because you know, they do they do act different. We, are they still callable? Still huntable? Still killable? Yes. But May fifteenth turkey behavior is different than March fifteenth turkey behavior, and and exactly. we tend to like we tend to scout in February and early March when it's not season's not open and we see what they're doing in that pattern and then we go to those same places mid May. And there's not any turkeys, and we're thing. like, well, they're not. Well, you know what? They of course they're off. not doing the same. Yeah. yeah. The hens have moved towards, you know, but they may not be sitting on a nest all night long. They may not even be laying an egg every day, but they're they're moving from their, you know, they there's a transition that goes from their winter locations to their early spring locations to their nesting locations. And then, and the gobblers are kind of moving a different, you know, they, they go from their winter to spring, and then they don't. They might follow towards the nesting areas, but I mean, at some point when they realize that there's no more, you know, Henrietta to be had, they ease on, ease on back into their winter groups, and mm -hmm. they're, you know, like as evidenced by the fact those three gobblers together, they probably haven't all three been together real long. Yeah. They probably were together two months ago, and now they're, you know, and split up, and now they're kind of getting back together. Yeah. I mean, what? Kind of funny you say that. I don't think that they were together very long because the other the bird that my buddy shot when well, we cleaned it, that that bird's breast was beaten up. Mm. He had on one side three or four different spur marks, mm. and then on the other side there was another one. Mm -hmm. he, and the only reason we knew is is we were cleaning them. He, that spur drove feathers. Wow! Into the into the meat. Wow. So it was kind of he'd gotten whooped yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one not strutting. By uh -huh. the way, <laughs> goes wonder uh -huh. why. Anyways, I didn't mean to. No, that's a I didn't great mean to point. take that in grandstand. And I just no, I, I think it's I awesome. Just, I kind of it, it annoys me that I hear people say that sometimes. It's like they're still doing it. They're just doing it different. Yeah, you know, it's just not. You know, it's just and you got to change. You got to change your tactics yeah. a little bit. Um, and it's kind of funny the way I'm when as I as you were explaining that and kind of talking about kind of the timetable timetable period. Mm -hmm. You know, in 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 parenthetics, you know. I'm thinking about how my place hunts, and it's taken me two years to, f to figure out some of that stuff, but the action on one side early yep, is different. Is absolutely different, and then where those birds were now is late. Is That is what they have done the last two years, yep. and it's almost like the funny thing is like they get closer to my house. Yep. Yep, of course. And, you know, there's more woods there. Yep. And, you know... And then you see, like, lone hens sprinkled around, and it's yep. like, well, <laughs> all right, well, I'm not going in there. Yeah, if you pay attention to your farm, you know, not just yours, yeah, but exactly. whoever's listening, if you pay attention to your farm, they will have places they like to roost in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. They will have places they like to roost in the springtime at the peak of gobbling. Like, when gobbling is the most important thing, they will roost in places where their gobbling is heard the best. Right. Yep. And then as May comes on, and, and early June, they're going to kind of be transitioning back towards that winter stuff or still towards the few hens that are starting to nest. But your hens are, like this time of year, your hens are roosting by themselves close to where they want to nest. They're not roosting in groups of 10 and 12 like mm -hmm. they were 60 days ago, you yeah. know. Um, and, and, and so I guess what I'm getting at is whatever, whatever locations they like at whatever times, it's no different than a duck in the river level. Sure. Like, you know, when the river's at eight foot, you know where you need to be. 
And, you know, if river's at 12 foot, you know where you need to be. because And, and so they're, they're responding to the same things around them. Like the places that, you know, this May 15th, I'd be willing to bet you next year, mid-May. Be doing the same stuff. Yeah, you're going to be. You're go, they're going to be in the same area, same pretty close mm-hmm. area, you know. Yeah. Um, and my farm, like as comparison, I have exactly zero turkeys in the winter time. Yeah, I, mean, I have none. They, they roost. They roost up on the bluff, two miles away. Yeah. And you can set your watch by it every year. The my, neighbor that lives up there sends my dad big winter flock pictures in the middle of February, and he's like, "Boy, we've really got them this year." I bet he doesn't have and any dad, turkeys when he wants them. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah. And dad's dad dad's always like, dad's always like that. nice to have old neighbor give us the scouting report. And he's yeah. like, Oh, twelve of them will be down here. And I mean you yeah. can just and it's like first warm day, here they come. They start trickling down to the yeah. bottoms and yeah. they won't leave for you know, they'll be there until How long do yours usually stick around? Until they go back into their like big flocks. It just kinda depends on the on the year, but I mean truth of the matter is I don't really know. Cause I quit going the first week of May. I just yeah. I usually start hunting other places, um, and so and typically it's not the third week of the season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, but I know those river bottoms are this time of year are nasty. I mean, they just get so much buggier and mm-hmm. the water's standing, and so you just can't you just can't hardly stand it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I I just you know. No, it's cool. I mean, the thing about that, you know, everybody wants to give up, and instead of giving up, you just got to adapt and figure it out just like like you're talking about duck hunting yeah we hunt completely different on water levels and time of year you know on pressure and everything i mean the way you hunt in the end of november versus the end of january is completely different yeah and i I, the other reason i draw attention to that is just that one of the things that ben has said that is you know this has been a long it's been what this is the is this the third week or the fourth week of the season this is the fourth fourth week of the season so so ben's not over hunted his place He's had three really quality hunts across four weeks, mm-hmm. and on opposite sides of stuff. And and so a lot of people don't don't like a lot of people feel this pressure to bam, I got to kill them the first week. And what yeah. you end up doing without realizing is you're putting so much pressure on your place that it kind of ruins it for the rest of the year. Yeah. And so you you put this artificial timetable on your on your on your season because you want to hit the road and travel or you want to you know they're going to be done you know yeah. and the truth of the matter is man if you if you control your pressure and you let turkeys be turkeys and you you know just take your time i mean shoot here we are may 15th and done. you've still got you know you've you still had a i mean y'all doubled this morning like i mean that's like a march 15th double except there yeah. wasn't roost gobbling you know what i mean yeah and so um i, I draw attention to that not to just tell people to keep pounding on your turkeys late into may i just say don't stress about it like yeah you know don't overhunt your place yeah I mean, and i have been weird about that long season for yeah. sure yeah and, like, and, and you're yeah, benefiting from that Kayla I mean, gets kind of frustrated with me sometimes yeah. rightfully so it's like well we have this but like we can only do stuff on this it's like yeah, because if we yeah, fry during, out on yes, it, like yes. during this two months, do not drive the four wheeler down to the creek and do donuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm weird about yeah, it. Yeah, you should be borderline cagey. You should be, um, but you and, know, and she that understands. will get better every year. I yep. genuinely believe, like that, the softer you are with them, and and kind of putting those rules into place. Like, if you've got two this year, good chance you can hold four next year. And you know, I think that will. There's a limit to it, right? right. But I genuinely think that that kind of 
being really careful, staying out of places. Turkeys respond to that even better than ducks do. You know, and like with ducks, we have sanctuaries on people's farms and stuff. Yep. And that's I've a, got, there's a whole chunk in the middle that I don't and, even touch. Right, and that's a great idea with that, ducks. The next but, thing that will touch it in February is probably fire. Yeah. And that'll be it. But think about it with ducks. They're migratory. Yeah. So the moon changes tomorrow night, and they may all get up and leave. And that's not – they didn't leave because you ran them out of the sanctuary part, and they don't stay because you never go in there. It's just a good practice. But turkeys are even more so that way. You leave them alone, give them a safe place, and you don't put pressure on them and don't mess with them, I mean – they're going to flourish, yeah. you know? So, good for you. That's awesome habitat management. Well, and that's, I love it. Yeah, I think that, you know, when, when Rob asked me that question about, do you want to hunt a turkey or do you want to kill it? I'm doing both, you know, but having been on the other side of it and being in charge of and responsible for what gets planted, when yeah. it gets planted, when you're bush hogging stuff, when you're not. Yep. You know, I'm already like next season and the year into the you know, and the year yeah. after that trying to figure out like, well, all right, obviously I need some more clover or you know, chufa yeah. needs to get in the ground like now and you know, I'm just having a lot of fun with that and this And year, realistically on a property your size, you can do a lot of things, but one of the only real things you can control is pressure. Yep. You know, I mean you can plant food plots and you can burn and you can do all the things you're doing but nothing for you probably increases your hunting quality 100%. like protecting who drives through there and who absolutely you know, um yeah. i mean so good 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 on you trying to trying to keep it so that i'm jealous i wish i was enjoyed. your neighbor still next door terrorizing the <laughs> borders of that place <laughs> well i won't tell you what opening morning sounded like <laughs> i know what it sounded like over there <sighs> There's I know a, I wasn't listening I, to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, it was what you remembered. Yeah, I guarantee you. But that was yeah. a heck of a spot. That spot was called a zoo, by the way. Oh, is that the zoo? Yeah. Okay. Who I've heard, it I've heard the stories Andre. about it. Oh, I've heard stories about the that, zoo. That was as pretty of a place. That that still stings. Yeah. Wish I'd have just bought it. <laughs> that place is set up. To hunt turkeys, though. Like, no, that place is set up to kill well, turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. trap. There are no yeah. square fields, no round. Everything is little S-curves yeah. and little... Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, good good for you, man. I, I, I'm really happy for you. And, I appreciate uh, it, man. Pretty cool to see. Well, it's kind of fun hearing all the stories. And, like, the when we, you know, I was first on the podcast, there were times I'm like, well, I really don't have anything to offer with my end of one turkey kills. <laughs> you know? It's like, and I haven't still harvested very many birds at all by most people's standards. But you know more than you did two years ago. Absolutely. Yep. And then hearing stuff like when you guys are talking, and it's like, all right, I've, <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. Start putting <laughs> now I know what we're going to try next time. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's just not the coolest being thing afraid about to make mistakes is kind of yep. where I've gotten. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, I'm 36 years old now. I'm hardly old. But, like, time to learn. I, <laughs> well, I don't, I, you know, I'd rather ask a stupid question yeah. now and learn how to do it than be 45 yeah. and still not know how to yeah. do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I don't care about sounding cool or yep. whatever. Like, I'm just going to get it out well, now. And I still think that's one of the coolest things about turkey hunting is if you will let her, she will teach you. Yeah. I mean, look at Drake and Riles. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Look at, look at, I mean, look at rob and and you and i mean i can think a bunch of people it's like you can take somebody and show them and and teach them a few things but 
You just got to be torched. There's yeah. no better teacher <laughs> I mean, than time on the job. Well, and by yourself, that time too. clock is going to be right. the best way to learn. Yeah. Right. And you're always going to have a losing record against turkeys. You'll always have a losing record. But I, I feel know, like Spence looks like he wants to fight you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I feel like right. you can hear stuff from people other people. Will have yeah, a, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you go on streaks where yeah. they take oh, you go on streaks where you get you on top of the world. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad it's over for me because it's like. I want to go into it being like, well, that was a good one, versus like, yeah. I got you. Because I yeah. know that that's not going to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, wish I could still go. Toxie said one time, possessing them is, is, becomes as much or more fun than actually killing them. And, I, and that's what I hear in your voice and yeah. just about your place is like, knowing that you got them. Oh, I can have more fun for a looking couple at weeks trail cam and, pictures of stuff that comes that gets sent to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I had to just disable it when I was at work because I just got useless. <laughs> and my boss would be like, "What'd you get? What'd you get?" So we'd sit around a coffee and be like, "Wow, well, look at that!" But you know, and it's just—I don't know—it's just fun, and sometimes it feels like I'm just tinkering and piddling and other stuff. But I mean, I feel like it's very goal-oriented, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's been a blast. That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. Well, Trip, tell yeah. us about your—you're—you're you're not on the podcast for your looks. None of us are. <laughs> You're clearly here because I didn't say as I was he, here because of the look. As he nods his head, did you I'm guys hear place. that? <laughs> I'm here because I invited me. Uh, you know, there's a reason why there's uh, radio announcers and podcasters and not on the front of the big screen. Uh, I guess that's why we're here. So why are you here? Well, I had probably the shortest turkey trip I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, Total of. I have no clue the amount of hours, but less than 24. <laughs> oh, Jeez. wow. What so, state? We were, we flew out from Memphis and to Colorado. Uh, and so, yeah, we were hunting Colorado. And I kind of thought that if it got hopeful that it happened fast, that I might hit a few more states. But, man, I was wore out. We le- I left Thursday night after work and landed in Colorado at like 1.30 a.m. Friday morning. Went to my buddy's house and so you successfully got on two planes. Two, actually had was to, one yeah. of them out all by himself. Can, can I just can I just say this is one of those parenting things that really gives you a warm spot in your heart. Let's see if there's a round of applause, applause on there. Right here. That's what I'm for. <laughs> because the last time, <laughs> the last time trip flew, he missed three flights and managed to spend more time in the Las Vegas airport than you did on this entire trip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so. This is why baby, you this fly. <laughs> baby steps. That's the, that's the problem. I'm really, yeah, really. I, mean, I was. I could hear Spence in the back of my. So I'm in <laughs> Memphis, and my flight gets delayed by 52 minutes, and I'm like looking at my 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 connection. board connection flight. I'm like, man, I'm gonna miss this thing. I'm like, I can just hear Spence talking to me in the back of my head the whole time. So I went and talked to the boarding agent. I called American Airlines, and sure enough, I got to Dallas. And I had 14 minutes from when that plane hit the ground to get onto my next plane before the doors closed. So I called the folks before I left Memphis, did a dead sprint, finally get there. I get to the door with like two minutes to spare, and they're like, you didn't have to run. We were, we were waiting on you. You already called. I was like, well, anyway. I wasn't going to give you a chance to leave me. Yeah. So, man, we – And your stuff got there? Oh, I, I – I, uh, carry on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My, okay. my shotgun was – was already in Colorado. Um, so anyways, we it was real bad rain all last week in Colorado, kind of from the middle part to the end. And 
I had my buddy roost the birds um, that Thursday afternoon. So we knew exactly, I knew exactly what tree they were sitting in Friday. And it was looking like bad weather, but his piece of property was only, I want to say it was like seven acres. Like it was super, super small. Um, but the birds were roosting there and they'd fly down there and then they'd work off. So I was like, well, we're going to have to get in there and just deal with whatever happens because when they get off that, I don't feel like sitting here for another 12 hours for them to come back, you know, and we could have hit some public ground, but I didn't know anything about it. So it would have been more scouting than anything. So anyways, it was raining Friday morning and we get up early. He watched them fly up Thursday night. He did. Yeah. So you knew what limb they were. Yeah, I knew exactly where they were at. Yeah. And so, tells all this time. Spencer told me to sit under, sit under the tree that they're in. So that's exactly what I did. I got out there. <laughs> we had to sit in waders and a rain jacket, and I literally sat fifty yards from the turkeys. And from the turkeys, there's like forty-five turkeys in the tree. Like I'm sitting, I was Holy passing time cow. by just counting them. Like it was unbelievable. And so, it. This makes me so proud. (laughs) It rained on us, and it wasn't like sprinkling rain. Like, it downpoured on us for four hours. After daylight. Yeah. Yeah. No gobbles, nothing. And they just stayed on the limb. Just crinkled up, up. just like an old man. Just kind of, you know, looked like real, real shivery cold. and Kind of felt bad for him. I'm real proud of you for not just getting up and going and shooting one off the limb and just like, oh, Definitely could have. Oh, I know. I mean, like it would have been a hunting. cupcake. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm proud of you. For <laughs> a trip doesn't strike me much as a limb lifter. <laughs> no. I, you know, nobody nobody envisions limb lifting, but if you have to sit there in a thunderstorm for four hours. Watching I 45 mean, turkeys. I'm just saying. <laughs> in I mean, range. Yeah. With their head under their wing. Like, come on. I, I'm proud. I'm just, just throwing out a compliment. I'm proud of you <laughs> for Catching your waiting flight. Waiting it out. <laughs> yeah. Catching your flight, getting close to the roost, and then waiting it out. All right. So so we sat there, and I mean, it. it when I say it rained, it it rained. And we were actually on the, the Platte River was right behind us. And as much as it rained that whole time, the river was out. Mm. And, like, like the tree I was sitting on, what there, the river came out, like, five feet from, from that behind the tree. And they're usually, like, 50 yards. Like, it was out, like, bad. So, anyways... Because the river was out, these turkeys could only land in like a twenty-yard section without landing on the river, yeah. you know, or flying over the river. And there, I don't know if they could have flew. I mean, it was big, and so I was just like, "Well, we're gonna sit on this tree, set up right here, da 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 da, perfect." So it rains on us, rains on us, rains on us. The rain finally stops, and I'm like, "All right, you know, get the gun up, get ready. Like they're gonna do something here soon." Well, then it starts being. It's like. 15 to 18 mile an hour wind gusts and it's just windy windy now i'm shivering cold for real <laughs> you look like that turkey yeah now i look like a turkey and so anyways finally a couple uh hens start pitching out a few gobblers some more hens more gobblers next thing i know there's 45 turkeys sitting you know right there and uh i mean it was unbelievable and they were all they weren't they didn't land right in front of me but they just just out of gun range and let them do their thing for a little bit and purred a little bit, purred, purred, purred. That's all I did. Hardly any calling. And just two of them walked up right in range, and within, you know, 30, bam, shot our birds. And next thing you know, we're headed back. So headed you back were home. in the state of Colorado for less than 12 hours. I, we, yeah, I, well. You landed it. About, got yeah, we left. We left at 11.45. So, yeah, you we were, were done there for hunting. less than 12 hours. Yeah. Flight landed at one thirty. 
in the morning. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he was wheels up by noon. Ninja skills. Oh, I love it, man. Had a boy. Had yeah, a boy. We were there to do one thing. That's right. So, but Maggie finished her single season slam, and then that was my. This, this, I shot a few Merriams last year, and then shot one the other day. So, for you, for you, yeah. Fun to watch. I wish I'd go back. That's one. That's one thing that sucks is like when you go west, you you go west and you're like, all right, I'll need to stay out here for a little bit, hit as many states as I can, and hunt. It was like, well, this time we were west, and it's like, how fast can I get home? Yeah, the problem with that west stuff is this hard. Everything is far apart. Oh, I mean, that's one thing that Trip and I talked about across. this morning is like one thing that it's hard to wrap your mind around until you go is just how big those oh, western yeah. states are. Yeah, shoot, you can you can drive from northwest Kansas to you know Joplin, Missouri, and you're you're dark to dark. Yeah, the whole day. I mean, it's, those states are huge. One of my uh, roommates in vet school, Ross, he and I went to uh, North Dakota to do some duck hunting. And then he wanted to go pheasant hunting. Well, I knew of a place we could go to in Nebraska, like Valentine, which is like mm-hmm. nine miles south of South Dakota, mm-hmm. right there. Nine-hour drive. Ten-hour drive. <laughs> oh, from here to there? No, I mean, from, from your North Dakota spot to there yes. was like yeah. three-quarters of a day. Yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> and he was like, well, the way I'm looking at it, it's going to add. And I'm like, I know it's going to add a day of driving, but like it's going to be like low-key driving, whatever. But we woke up the next morning. We're like scrambling just to get to like pier. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is insane. I could yeah. not believe driving South Dakota north south is a lot, mm-hmm. a lot longer than it, than it should appear. Yeah, yeah. It it and those days are so long out west. I mean, geez, and those turkeys. It seems like they don't fly up till ten thirty. I mean, at night. I mean, yeah. it's sooner than that, but it. Nothing's close. Hotels not close. No. Restaurants are not closed. That's those are hard days out there. Yep. Yeah, driving back there was nothing until we got to like the east side of Kansas. There, I mean, once you get out of Denver, there's there's nothing going yeah. on at all. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah next next thing I'm gonna do. I, I've I've done out west now, and then obviously all a bunch of the southern states and some central states. But I'm ready to. Ready to head east, run with the go where the cool kids go. Yeah, I was fixing to say I've heard the northeast is full of them. You know, Spence, you care to talk about that a little uh, bit? There's, there's a few less up there. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, the I, honestly, the kind of the north, just in general. I mean, we think we got turkey hunting here in the south, and what we have is turkey hunters. Right. Yeah. I mean, Ain't we, that the truth? And, we, and we've got some turkeys. Don't get me wrong. Tennessee's got them. Alabama's got them. Mississippi's got them. But our population density ain't nothing compared to what this, the, you know. I mean, go go through the whole gamut. Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like all that. And then across to the northeast and up, you know, up the eastern seaboard. Like, yeah. man, they're, they just, it seems like their populations up through there are thriving. Um, Do you find, like, there's, like, some, like, real hot pockets and then it's a, a long way before you hit find that again? Or is it no, I, I didn't. fairly I mean, dense? There may be. and. And I mean, I'm, I can't speak for half the country, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, the, the places up in those states I just mentioned that have ag, water, and timber, I mean, have really substantial populations. It seemed like, and um, we, and I don't know. I'm not necessarily trying real hard to do the, the super slam deal, but 
I started looking at my notes and um, and I had uh, you know made a pretty good dent in it just by virtue of going cool places and hunting you know and doing fun things not very intentional and a year or so ago Keelan and I kind of decided that we would just you know we, we've done so much traveling with the boys and 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 with Maddie and just with the you know trying to get the kids turkeys that we decided that we just pick one week out of the year and we'd just pin our ears back and we'd go to a place and see what we could kill between the two of us and and try to check off some states and so not really like trying super hard to complete the slam but also if I could pick up four or five states every year you know in a in a one or two short trips then then try that and so we we scheduled this second week of May uh, and just decided we'd fly into uh, New York and see where it went from there and we had a buddy that's an outfitter up there and had two mornings booked with him and and it was just wild we were underneath a pair when we got there and bam bam killed them and high-fived and took some pictures and you know thousand yards away there were three or four that were just burning it up thousand yards the other way there were three or four and he was like y'all want to go somewhere else you want to kill these you want to and he got two more tags and i was like why don't we just sit back down right here and yelp at those and he was like i don't know if they'll i don't know if they'll come i was like wow it's have you heard time, me call? Only, no, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, it's the only time. I mean, we give it 20, 30 minutes. We sat back down. Did it a couple more times. Here. Next thing you know, here they come. And they ran right up back to the same spot and killed two more. I mean, so wow. we filled four tags in the first 45 minutes of the trip. And, I mean, they were all four just whoppers. Yeah. And uh, that started a pretty – pretty bloody five more days and we checked off four states wow six days and it's awesome uh man i'm still tired but uh (laughs) probably the coolest hunt uh was you know a lot of those birds live in open places and fields and things like that and so it's you don't get in a bunch of big woods like we have and um in the river bottoms anyways and um, but a turkey just sounds different when he's coming out of the woods gobbling, you know. Yeah. And just like ducks, I mean, it's just you can shoot ducks in a rice field, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. It's fun, pull the trigger. But I mean, shooting them in the trees is just something completely different. Yeah. And uh, we roosted a couple birds, and or Jordan did in uh, uh, New York, and uh, there was a big cornfield that kind of wrapped around this little point. It was a big bluff up high that the corn was on, and then kind of hay that fell off the side and this block of woods was sort of made a 90 degree you mm-hmm. know point and the turkeys were roosted just inside that point so they would in the morning i mean in the evening they would fly up from that cornfield they'd feed their way to roost and fly up so you know a gobbler loves to fly out instead of having to fly up if he can do it he'll get above his tree and pitch out to it because he's fat and lazy and all he thinks about is girls you know like us and then he can pitch down either either level or pitch downhill you know flying downhills not hard just gravity works in his favor so anyways we watched them fly up and knew pretty well exactly where they were and we got in there tight tight i mean we were we were inside 80 of the gobblers but we were inside 20 of the hens and it was a big big group of birds it was four or five jakes and um i think there were 
three, maybe four long beards and five or six hens, and we got in there ridiculously close. And um, man, it was just as pure of a turkey hunt as you could draw up. No decoys, no, no nothing. And I mean, they started gobbling early in the dark and just worked themselves up into frenzy. It was a bunch of jakes that were gobbling there. And so when they would gobble, then the big birds would gobble. And then they would gobble back. And then just for, you know, that went on for 30 minutes of just <laughs> gobbling and gobbling. You could hear them strutting on the limb. And they flew down. And when they flew down, um, the hens kind of pitched out just right in front of us. I mean, they hit the ground at about, I don't know, 25 yards right in front of us. And uh, me and Keelan were on a big oak tree, just the two of us. And then Jordan was sitting beside us. And the hens walked um, within three feet of Keelan's feet. What? And they were so close to him that he just closed his eyes. <laughs> and um, and they were just purring and coming through there and, you know, you know just, just doing turkey things. Doing turkeys. No clue that we were in the world. And we'd watched them come in and out of there, you know, and knew that's where they were coming. So I wasn't yelping at them. There was no need to yelp at them. And uh, – a couple jake you know once they got out in the field then a couple of the jakes pitched over the top of the trees over our head to them and i knew the gobblers wouldn't do that and sure enough they didn't they just sailed right down below their tree and they stood down in this little this little bowl maybe 60 yards from us and there's two of them and they just gobbled just you know just over and over and over and over and you know then they'd strut and they'd gobble and you know they did that for 10 minutes it felt like 10 hours but uh <laughs> then they just started walking and they walked straight same trail that the hens were coming on and uh, they were at about 25 yards where the hens hit the ground right down my gun barrel and i'm looking at both of them i could have killed them both with one shot and keelan needed them to come about another 20 yards over to the left and we've got a field behind us. We're in the woods. And so, in my mind, I'm, we're currently committing the number one turkey sin of all turkey sins. There is a gobbler in range, gobbling, who needs to die. We're not sure. And I'm going to let him walk into a better spot. You know, <laughs> this is exactly how Spence goes home empty-handed, you know. But I just, I just stayed on the gun, and Keelan's like, let him come, let him come, let him come. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. If I hear a putt, it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like yeah. you with a dude that was bow They just yeah. kept on and kept on. And just Anyways, they just kind of eased up, and they finally got where he was on his gun barrel, and or that one, the front one was on his gun barrel, and the back one was, of course, behind a big oak tree. And I, so then I was like, "Let them keep coming." He was like, "I don't have a big window," and I mean, they're at twenty-five yards right now, just wow. <laughs> and here we're trying to kill both of them, you know. And I'm thinking I should have just killed both of them a minute ago. <laughs> We'd be done and toasting whiskey. But uh, they took one more step, and he said, you ready? And I said, yep, we won two, three. That's awesome. That was our third double in 26 hours. I mean, they were both just whoppers and just, I don't know, you know, the only thing better than one goblin is two goblin. And they were just, I mean, they had me shook up. And I don't normally get shook up, but just the – the goblin together down in that low spot in that woods, it was just like a megaphone, going. dude. It was yeah. just, I mean, they did that. They had all the all the acoustics in their favor and just wore it out. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty spectacular. That's so, awesome. That's if I never saw another one die, that one will, that one will go down as a 
pretty solid memory. Pretty up there, huh? That's cool. Indeed. That's awesome. Man. Well, back the to the week. the 49 thing. I feel like anytime you bring it up around anybody, they kind of – either two things. They either say, man, that's awesome that you're they're doing that, or they say, why aren't you going to do that? You know, like I, I just want to hunt turkeys, yep. which I totally get it. Um, you just want to hunt turkeys. and But, like, why not do it? I mean, if, yeah. like in your position, you know, you look back and, you know, you got a, more than a handful of states, and it's like, I mean – you're how you're 41 yeah. mm-hmm. like why not try to do it you know yeah, you can yeah, only kill two in tennessee three in mississippi like yeah 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 i i man i don't know it, it, i've struggled with it because i don't want it to be something that's like i don't want it to dominate my you don't turkey be season with it yeah um not that it's not a worthy thing to be consumed with i have right. no i have no shame or ill will towards the guys who pin their ears back and do it. you know they're super slammers like I, I i don't that's okay with me i that's that's a you thing um for me it's more of a i spend so much of my time trying to get the kids turkeys and that won't last forever you know a 10 12 years goes by and you know it'll be less than that but my kids won't need me to take them to kill every turkey you know and so i'll, I'll have more time on my hands but for me starting to think about the states is a combination of two things First, you know, I don't know what population decline is going to look like, mm-hmm. but I do know what it was like growing up and not having access to go hunt turkeys. Right. And so I'm not trying to be selfish here and say I'm going to get mine, but at the same time, man, I, you know, I, I don't want to rule out anything. I could easily see a lot of these states doing what North Dakota has done and just saying, you know, non residents are not welcome to hunt our, hunt our turkeys. Yeah. Um, I don't think that'll happen. But if it did happen, you know, then I'd want to go hunt their turkeys, you know? I mean, um, but but maybe bigger than that for me, it's just I think it's amazing all the different places that these turkeys live. Yeah. That's what I I always say is, I mean, turkeys take you to the coolest places. You know, you don't know where you're going to end up chasing turkey. And it just, it mind blows me every time I'm sitting behind one. It's like, and I like looking around and seeing just where I'm at. Like, literally, I shot one on the Platte River. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's incredible. You know? Yeah, and I mean, it. There's a, there's sort of a. It's a little bit like the first time you go to Canada, you know. You need to go to Canada and see what ten thousand mallards on dry ground feeding looks like to appreciate what that joker is experienced when you shoot him in a muddy rice field in Arkansas. Like, there's a there's sort of a awe and a right respect that, a respect <laughs> that comes for from that and i mean i can honestly say i've shot turkeys you know in people's backyards in some of these states that you know like they just they don't they don't live in much woods it's not you're not shooting one over a pile of bait necessarily yeah. it's just that they there's thin strips of woods and like there's utility right right aways and so they live in these tiny spots mm-hmm. and i've shot them in a national forest that was 200,000 acres and they probably had never encountered a human a day in their life you know like the just the the sheer breadth of the places that they live is i think it's good for us to wrap our minds around how small we are in this world and how Mm -hmm. big of a place it is and we think you know 
I'm not throwing shade at you with this comment, but we think we manage our little farm and our little uh, place, and we're, you know, we think we're doing something, you know, yeah. and, and we are. We're doing something, but it's not everything. You yeah, know right. what I mean? We're not solving the world's problems or, I mean, or fixing the turkey population across the country. We're, we're just maintaining what little bit's ours. It's like, it's sort of like our garden, you know, our vegetable garden is pretty cool. It teaches our kids some things, some life lessons, some hard work, and then we enjoy some, some fruit from it. But, like, we could go buy vegetables cheaper at the grocery store. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 turkeys are kind of the same way. Like, you could teach your kids some lessons, shoot the ones here at the house. But the, if you if you thought for just a second that what you were doing in your little garden impacted the hunger in South Africa or someplace, you know, you're a fool. And so I think it's good to go and see the world and see how people live and see where the turkeys live and realize that, Hey, it's awesome. I'm doing what I can with my place, but man, this thing is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because what it forces you to do is just to think, you know, okay, guy who lives in Vermont or New Hampshire or Maine, he goes to his local NWTF chapter and he's just as much a part of this game as I am. Yeah. And and it it just kind of, I think I've said it before on the podcast with Rob, there's a Mark Twain quote that just says that travel is the greatest anecdote for bigotry and yeah. narrow-mindedness, and 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 it, it really is. I mean, we need to get out and see that other people live different than us. They don't fry catfish; they fry walleye. You know, yeah. they don't they don't <laughs> eat guys. I mean, really, like they they don't eat yeah. you know the things that we eat. They don't sleep in the kind of places that we sleep and they don't have air conditioning the way we have. They, you know, they just live different. And it's, I think when you, when you go see that and you experience that, it just broadens your horizons and makes you appreciate, you know, your culture and where you live and it makes you appreciate them. And I mean, that's just, that's good for us because I think we're just innately as male humans, we're, we're sort of like, it's like in our DNA that, Everybody does it the way we do it, and and right. the way we do it is right. And you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you need to be shown every now and then, like, hey, you know what? Like, you're not the only person in this yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but hunting turkeys in different states will teach you things that you would never you right. learn on your yep, home dirt. Right. You know, you're there's right. something about shooting one on uh, on the home field. But I mean, like going back to when you and I hunted with Jr. in Missouri, yep. and that bird gobbled on the other mountain. Yeah. You know, he was like, well, you know, Josh and I were here last year, and one did the same thing it came down from that mountain crossed the creek and came up this mountain i'm like ain't no way a turkey to show enough he he said he said this one will do the same thing it's just a matter whether y'all want to wait on him or whether you go around and try to push him yeah we were kind of running short for time so we pushed him unfortunately we zigged when we zagged and he did exactly what jr said yeah he climbed he went down the mountain crossed the creek and was trying to come up to us you know and then last year when i hunted in in you know, the panhandle of Texas, the wind was sustained 20 miles an hour. And I was like, well, there ain't no sense in going. Because all I knew was hunting in Tennessee. That's and my right. buddy was like, what are you talking about? They live in this, dude. Yeah. This is nothing yeah, to them. Nothing. Same thing with Kansas, you yeah. know. And there, it's just. One of the things we noticed, Keelan and I did, people told us that they were like, oh, these turkeys, you know, there's not much woods. Like, oh, just, they'll just lay down in the middle of these fields. They'll just bed down like deer. He's like, be careful when you walk up these fields. They'll just be laying out there in them. You won't see them. Yeah. We're like, yeah, okay. Thanks you know, for the heads yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Captain Space Cadet. No, they don't do that. <laughs> third oh, no. third day we're there. We're standing there looking at this little field. It's a little perfect 20-acre field. It's tiny. 120 yards from one side to the other. You know, it's a perfect square. And uh, got up on a big rock. And 
I'm yelping and giving it my best, you know, Josh Grossenbacher stage routine, you know, and, <laughs> and just sitting there kind of thinking about how good I sounded, you know, and um, big rock wall all the way around it and, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing. About 20 minutes goes by and we're just kind of tired from walking and I don't know why, but I put my binoculars up and just kind of looked across the other side. And by God, there's a turkey laying in the grass right there, 40 yards from me. Been there the whole time. We've been talking full volume just like this to each other. <laughs> Gobbler's head just doing like this. Big long beard. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> Keela Deuce right there. You know, <laughs> whoops. I had a big tree in front of me. And I mean, it was like, do I just shoot him laying down? <laughs> Do He's I let him get up and be like, yes, get out of here, bird? You know, and then shoot him in the rear end. Like you I, needed a cigarette that's exactly too. how I shot my bird in Kansas last year. We got down in a creek bottom and yelped, and we're talking like there was three of us, and I yelped again and cut, and this turkey 10 yards away just stands up and looks right at us. I'm like, that, wow. That happened to me in Nebraska last year, too. I had a gobbler just, I mean, in the middle of the field, he saw me, he just laid down and just stayed there yeah. for two hours. But, you know, you don't, you don't think about that because around here – Flight Wheat gets up mid of your shin, and yep. what do you hear everybody say? They won't walk through that wheat while it's wet. And you know what? Our turkeys won't. Those will. Yeah, they yeah. will out there. They'll walk right out there and lay down in the middle of it, right? Fly down into it. I mean, they'll they'll do different things, and they just learn. You know, they they I guess just kind of to go back to the whole where they live and how they act. They just they learn from their experiences and. They don't have a big block of woods that they can go stand in the shade. But you know what? If they lay right there in that alfalfa, they may not have shade, but that alfalfa is 25 degrees cooler than the air. It's wet and it's damp down mm-hmm. there. And all they got to do, they can see danger coming from everywhere. I mean, they're they're they're, they're fine. Yeah, they're they're better than fine. They thrive. You know, yeah. I mean, they got all the food they need. And um, I, anyways, it just so back to the 49 thing. I, I'd love to be able to say that I completed it one of these days. Um. It's going to take me a while because I got a kid graduating from high school next year and one the following spring. And based on the school's calendar, I have significant parental duties every day from about April the 20th until May the 20th. (laughs) It's like, well, go ahead and start putting uh, your Arizona tag in. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And Nevada. Yeah. Um, So we'll, who knows? We'll see. I'm not really worried about it, but I, I am. I'm not worried about completing the 49. I am worried about I'm going to try as long as I can, afford it, and as long as I can factor it in, I'm going to go somewhere different one at least one time every year. And just yeah. and this year I, I, I tried Indiana. Um, I've still got a couple states next week that I can try. So, you know, it's – I don't want to consume my entire season with mm-hmm. got to go 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 go. Right. Got to you know check yeah. one off. Got to go to the next one. Like I, I don't want it. I don't want to turn it into just like a labor of you know like got completing a, yeah completing a triathlon. Because I think something. at that point you you kind of get lost in it. You know, For like sure. you're so you're so head down driven to guy got to kill forty nine states. I got to and you just forget to take a step back mm-hmm. and appreciate what exactly you're doing. Because I'm the same way that you are. You know, I want to kill as many as in as many different states as I can. I'm not going to force it. If I get close, you know, might as well. But I just like Tripp said earlier. I just like where they take me. Yeah. You know, I love going and seeing the places that a wild turkey will take me. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean that's just true of life. Like, you 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 can get so consumed by where you're trying to get that you miss the enjoyment of the journey mm-hmm. getting there. Right. Yep. You know, and and so you know whether that means you're in vermont and you're just trying to get connecticut and new jersey and new hampshire and so you miss how beautiful vermont is like you just 
there's a there's a tension and a balance there and i mean it's the same with raising kids like when you got two kids and they're both pooping in their pants and can't shower themselves and buckle their seat belts you're just like god wish we could get to you know wish we could get past this phase and mm-hmm. wish we could get past and if you don't enjoy the moment you turn around and you look and you're just like dad go on where'd the they're driving the, the years yeah, I was yeah, the say, years they're pulling in the parking lot to come to work you know yeah <laughs> um and so you you never fully absorb it all but Man, part of being a good human is trying your best to, right. to it enjoy in. every moment, to be content with what you have today. And and there's, it's so hard to be content with what you have today and still be motivated to have something right. different or more tomorrow. That's always that the thing I struggle with thing. with being ambitious. Yep, is that you know, it's hard to live in that moment. Yep, but then not be planning. Yep. at the same that. time. Yeah. That's yep. a it's. I don't do it right or well. It, 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 the same it's, balance exists with being gracious and giving. You yep. know, you, you 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 are proud of what you've earned, whether it's money or farms or whatever it is, and and you're you're glad to give a little bit of it away. But it's hard to live in the content with what you have and willing to give it all away right. too. And, and and there's no difference between that. It's just a different direction, forward versus backwards. You know yeah. what I mean? It's and um, it's just we're unfortunately we're programmed because of sin and this you know the fall that we don't we don't have the ability to enjoy the moment to its fullest and but we should still try. Yeah, yeah. I just um, I think you know turkeys in general. If you only hunt in the south, or you only hunt in the north, or you only hunt your small block of woods, or if you only hunt. You know, the public block of woods down the road, whatever it is, you can learn so much about life and how to be grateful and how to be giving, just patience. There's so many things that a turkey can teach you. Not giving up, persistence. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Not quitting when it just gets hard. Yep. Or hot. Boy, there's a lot of people (laughs) turkey hunting, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there's a lot of turkey hunters now. There really are a lot of turkey hunters. And more, I I mean, I'll be... I, you, you won't be able to convince me that it's less. Uh, I think it's way more, and I'll be honest, they're dang good. There's a lot of good yelping turkey hunters running up and down the road these days. Yeah. Um, Call me crazy. I'd rather have. I'd rather be sharing a block of woods with somebody like that as opposed to somebody that don't know what they're doing. I mean, if it's if it's on a day that I'm trying to kill a turkey, I guess I know what you mean. If they run through there three weeks before, before I get got there. there and they've killed all the dumb ones, then no, I kind of hate their guts, you know. Um, I just meant more so from the yeah. respect and the appreciation sure. aspect of it, and you no, know, no doubt, yeah, no doubt. But I, I did, there was not a single place that I went last week in four, across four states where there had not been multiple people hunting those turkeys, private, public, didn't matter. Um, I, and I, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to complain about that at all. It's really cool that the sport has gotten grown in popularity so much. But I, I bring it up just to say that, man, we, you know, back to the contentment thing. We better enjoy it, yeah, and and not take it for granted because there's never been a time in the history in the last say 50 years. I can't speak much past that. Maybe 60 years, just like in 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 our my grandfather's lifetime, anyways, when there's been the prevalence a combination of the prevalence of the turkey population number one number two the popularity of turkey hunting and traveling number two and number three the 
relatively low cost of traveling to the amount of money that people are earning. I mean, we live in a very, you know, prosperous time. I mean, our, all of us, all of y'all, you know, you, you're not, you may be broke, you know, <laughs> but you're not poor. Yeah. You know, not you're, out, you're, yeah, if you're broke, of choice. It, yeah, if it's broke, if you're broke, it's because you, it's because it's you're out of choice. Yeah. 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 I think it's not, it's not, it's not because there's a, you know, potato famine and your family has not made a dollar of profit in four years, right, you know right. what I mean? Or a great depression or something. Mm-hmm. And I say that to just say that. Soak it up. We better soak Absolutely. it up. Yes. And we better be careful. Careful. Because I'm telling y'all, 20 years ago, there was yeah. nobody running up and down the road. I wasn't running up and down the road. Chasing 49 wasn't running up and down the road. All these guys that are, that are, that are, you know, doing what we're doing. Yep. And I'm, I mean, I'm not throwing shade towards Keith and Steven and any of those guys at all. I'm just saying that we have popularized um, travel and going and killing turkeys cool in places. Do. Yeah, it's a cool thing to do. In, in places that they were not being traveled to and killed before. Right. They were only being hunted by their local populations. And so we just need to be... You know, we need I think to be some of the cool stuff that of, of comes out of and stuff like that is license sales. Yeah. And that goes back towards, you know, yep. conservation. Local, local and then I don't feel like gas. I mean, you can't kind of turn on a turkey hunting podcast right now and, you know, Dr. Chamberlain's not. Yep. Yeah. A I think stronghold in that. I mean, that, that's reassuring mm-hmm. for sure. I think a big reason why, you know, travel and, and turkey hunting in general is getting so big is because, you know, your age, you know, you're 41. <laughs> That's not old, by the way. Anybody wondering? Your <laughs> but age. When you were but when twice. you were when you were my age, there wasn't that many turkeys even here. You know, and and you know, especially when you were you know, 10, there, 15. No, there were not 10, 15. Uh, there weren't. But when I was, how old are you? 25. 24. Yeah. Yeah, we had more turkeys here, not in Fayette County. We had more turkeys in Tennessee when I was 24 than, than we now. do now. Okay. But 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 to your point. I mean, my dad and I made maybe five or six out-of-town turkey hunting trips. Right. We we heard about Missouri, and so we took a tent and we camped up there a couple of times as a novelty. But nobody thought – the point that you're getting at is that nobody thought about going to another state. Right. When I say nobody, I don't mean nobody. I just mean it wasn't a popular thing to do. You had guys like Doc Weddle who've been doing this for years. You had a very teeny tiny subculture of people that, that were doing this, and, and I mean, they were – they were not even a fraction of a full percentage of the mm-hmm. of the population. The rest yeah. of the world has spent their entire life basically turkey hunting for two to three weeks at their home. That's why turkey season's short. Our selling season's short. I mean, our uh, you know, but it's it's yeah. a, it's a short lead up, and then it's a short season, and everybody's you know, it's, it's just a, that's just yeah. kind of what it what turkey hunting is, yeah. and. Well, I guess. We've just recently, literally in the last eight years, I would say, we've glamorized, hey, hit the road, yeah. you know, make turkey season last 90 days for you instead of three weeks. Yeah. You know? I guess Jeez. my point to that, too, was so the amount of guys that are able to do that now, you know, you have your age group, you know, guys that are in their 40s, and then you got that, and in their 30s that grew up maybe just hunting with their dad, learning how to turkey hunt, you know, and so now... They've got enough of that, so they want to do something different. Then you have guys my age and probably your age who, same thing, we grew up with our dads who may have still been learning how to turkey hunt. And then we grew up hunting around our house, so now we are we can drive, and we have 
paying jobs. We can go places. So that's for sure at least. But you ten, guys see guys my age going and doing it, and it makes you want to like, do it. Say, yeah. yeah, say what exactly. you want to. But Absolutely. I come back from that's a exactly week-long right. killing spree, and y'all are, I mean, all y'all are buzzing about today is, man, I could go to such and such. And so y'all's generation is figuring out how to do what my generation is doing, it's doing except on now. a shoestring budget. Right. Yeah. My generation's like, oh, sure, you want a $300 trespass fee? Sure. Bam, turkey dead, you right. know? Yeah. And I, I'm exaggerating that, but I mean, and so. But the sentiment still stands. Yeah. I mean, y'all are just, you're, you're, the only difference between your generation as a group and my generation is I've just had a little bit longer to earn some money than, you know, so I've belly flopped and been broke six times between your age and mine. And I've learned how to not spend it all. And <laughs> I know the value of a turkey. I <laughs> mean, right. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think you and I talked but, about it a couple of weeks ago, I guess. You know, there are there absolutely is more turkey hunter turkey hunters now than there ever has been, but at the same time there's more people now that love the wild turkey there are. more than there's absolutely. ever been. No doubt about I it. Agree. And Maybe there's not every and there's turkey a, hunter loves the wild turkey, but there are more people that love that bird than as there a, ever has As been. a general rule, that's the most positive thing about what I see right now is that the the affection and the care for the wild turkey is so pervasive across turkey hunters. You know, 20 years ago, turkeys were thought about like, or 30 years ago, they were thought about like squirrels or doves. I mean, it's just like shoot them all. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not it's not popular to think about that anymore. Right. It's, you know, it's people are thinking about things like three come in, you shoot the one that's not strutting. Mm-hmm. Or, or when you go to a state, shoot one and move on. You right. know, or as opposed to just like, used to be that you just shot the whole dang flock you know i mean you just you know blah, 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 yeah, ahead, i mean you know and big volley and yeah that's not popular anymore and that's positive absolutely yeah. i mean we we need to continue treating it with care and um and, and there's a definitive difference between loving uh, loving turkey hunting and loving killing them and loving the wild it's like what ben was saying earlier you know like he's killed a, there's been a couple die on his place and he's like okay that's that's enough you know we still got a week and a half left in the season but that that's enough and that's different than that's different than the way duck hunters think. You don't yeah. hear duck hunters thinking about that. They, they don't revere the mallard duck the way that we revere a a, a gobbler. That they don't because yeah. it's more of a it's more of a volume proposition. You're trying to shoot twenty or forty or whatever, you know. And so you you don't think about the one or the two. But we're not trying to shoot twenty turkeys in a season, you know, or, or not in a season. Yeah, in we a are day. <laughs> in a day. You know what I mean? So so you don't. It's just a different dynamic, and I think that that's really positive that people are thinking about how do I make my place better? How do I, you know, and we're going to have to do that. If we're going to all keep traveling and we're going to all keep killing turkeys and we're going to keep, you know, look, we can't throw any shade. We sell calls to these people that are traveling, and we need them to buy T-shirts and hats. That's how we make a living. And, you know, and so, it, it like, in order for it to continue perpetuating itself and for there to be turkeys when Trip and Weston and, Whoever y'all's progeny gets named, you know, like we we need yeah. to not kill them all. Yeah, yeah. save some for seed and yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, yeah, I think me and you had a conversation. You know, everybody's always the biggest question that I get all the time is, you know, what's your favorite ducks or turkeys? And I always give them the Spencer Halford quote. You know, well, God made them in different seasons for a reason. But your answer to this kind of surprised but me. But I kind of, and I think it's probably because I grew up. You know, in Florida where there was no ducks, you know, but we had turkeys. I, I've turkey hunted, you know, my entire life, and can, seriously my entire life. And I think I've got to the point where I think I do enjoy 
duck hunting better. But I love the wild turkey more than I love a mallard duck. Yeah. And and because of that, like I want to take care of turkey. I want to hunt tur- turkeys as long as I can, and I'm going to enjoy every hunt. And I love turkey hunting. I absolutely am infatuated with it. But I would rather see more turkeys, you know, flourish than I would kill as many. Like with ducks, like you're just saying, like I want to kill. Yeah, you want to you want to hang a strap every, every day, day you go. Yeah. yeah. I just I I love turkeys and and that's like you're saying it's, it's good to see guys especially guys my age r- respecting the turkey and wanting them to flourish because I mean we're young like it you know in high school it's like let's kill as many as we can like mm-hmm. go whatever it means like we're gonna kill as many as we can is every day yeah you know and so it's good to see turkey hunters overall and especially our generation grow and mature and and be doers and, and want turkeys to flourish and not just kill them all. Yep. I think one of the things we're going to have to be careful about over the next 10 years or more is we're going to have to, specifically with turkeys and specifically with traveling, we're going to have to handle our national forests with, with Absolutely. velvet yes. gloves. Yep. We're putting too much pressure on them. Um, and I, I'm not at all throwing shade at Dave or at the hunting public or any any particular person. I'm just saying that as we increase the popularity of this sport, we're going to have to be really careful about what we do with these vast forests of public land. Yep. Because when, when you know, the, the seasons, the bag limits, the rules, all those things were, those are antiquated restraints. And I say antiquated because they were based off of a size, a, a population of hunters that has grown explosively. And so none of us want shorter seasons or smaller bag limits, but the reality is that the size of the woods has not grown and the size of the turkey population has not grown. If anything, it's diminished just a little bit, still prevalent. But but when, when those two things stay the same and the number of hunters and the pressure goes up, you, there has to be a relief somewhere. That's right. what they call mitigation. So if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna build a hundred acre development, you gotta mitigate you know, trees and water and, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta compensate for what you're taking away. And yep. so as a, as a whole, I think that what I would really like to see us as a turkey hunting community starting to talk about is just, man, how do we, how do we ease up on our, on our public woods, on our national forests? Yep. I mean, you know, and there's, and, and, and unfortunately there's shade that gets thrown both ways. You got the public land guys who are like, dude, this is a public gobbler. He's been getting yelped at by a hundred people every day and I killed him. I'm a better turkey than you. So it becomes like this sort of a measuring stick of like, Hey, I'm better than you because I killed my 49 on public or I killed in this state on public. And, yeah. And like, you know what? Is it harder? Yeah. Yeah. It's just harder because they've been. There's no guarantees. Been, yeah. They've, and they've been pressured more. And so, but but the truth of the matter is the only real thing that makes it harder is the fact that more people, people. have messed with them, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, it just takes you longer to kill that bird. Yep. Because he's a little slicker, because he's had more pressure, you're going to have to spend five days there in a public national forest maybe Whereas on a piece of private where a turkey's never been yelped at, you're probably going to kill him the first day you go in there. Yeah. You know, and so which one's harder? They're the same. Yeah. It's the same dang bird. One's just been pressured more than that. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely rabbit trailing here, but 
I just don't don't hit the hounds because this is a meaningful rabbit trail because I mean this. <laughs> this is a soapbox. This same, is not a rabbit trail. It's important, though. It Mark my word. Is. Mark my word. This is important. In the same way that DU and Delta are seeing the, yeah. the need to quit taking away the WRP and CRP and the nesting habitat up north and how that affects our numbers down south, we got to all as a group go, hey, listen, it's pretty cool that somebody wants to knock on a door and shoot one out of you know Aunt Sally's backyard instead of marching five miles and riding a uh, e bike into the middle of the national forest and filling the same tags there. Yeah. You know, like we like we gotta yeah. gotta be easy, man. I yeah. mean, you know, and and I don't have all the answers. I'm just saying that, and that's such a hard thing to do because the the right answer is what because I mean it, there isn't one. Everybody's yeah. sitting here right now. We could preach as much we watch as much as we want on what we may feel like the right thing is to do. But also in the day, we also want to kill as many turkeys as we can. Yeah. Um, so it, it is tough. And I feel like whenever you bring that up, people will easily get butt hurt because they feel like you're calling them out. And you're not. We're just talking. We're, we're turkey hunters are an entire group. We're, we're all the same. And like what you do affects how I hunt and what you do affects how I, like, it affects it, no matter where you're at. It's yeah. all interconnected. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's about pressure. Yeah. Yep. And and none of us want to be told that we're the ones pressuring stuff. Yep. But the reality is, look at the world around you in your lifetime, in your lifetime, in your lifetime, in my lifetime. We can all think of two dozen subdivisions that are in a place that used to, used have, to have a have wild turkeys. turkey roost yep. in it. Absolutely. This place has changed since I was here. I remember when 64 percent. here was two lanes from here yeah. to Memphis. Right. And you're not an old guy. No. I mean, so so my point is, it you just take the sheer number of acres of habitat. That's, that's what decreased. I think is absolutely. Take the sheer so number of hunters. That has increased. The number of days and the number of turkeys has stayed the same. Yep. You can't do that and sustain that forever. Yep. I, you don't have to be a scientist to say give. that. You. That's just straight. You know, it's no different than you can't take a gallon of milk and pour it in an eight-ounce cup and expect all gallon of that milk to go in that eight-ounce cup. They, right. they, 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 can't they, they can't fit. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and maybe so, it's not something that we lean on the legality of it or, or wait for, you know, each state's yeah, individual start- game and fish. You know, what's stopping you as opposed to us living here and going to Mississippi and Alabama and Kentucky and here and shooting their limit? Ten turkeys, you know? Go to kill your two in your state, kill whatever. But you know, go to Mississippi, shoot one. Go to Alabama, shoot one. You know, just because they give you that many to legally kill does not mean you got to go there and kill that many. Yeah, that's right. You know, and kind of like Trip was saying, like I, I love seeing them die just as much as the next turkey hunter, but I would rather see them than see them die. You know what I mean? Well, it's just science and game laws are great, but they're never the final and only solution yep. unless we as hunters police ourselves and make it make conservation cool you know and make self-restraint acceptable yep we don't have to say cool but you know make that make that the norm instead of the instead of the, the opposite like you know it, we, we owe it to the turkey to try to do right by it yep. you know and 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 not just say things like like the number one thing and i am calling out 
Bone Collector, Waddell, Philip Culpepper, and Realtree. If somebody's still listening, you can post me. I am calling them out. I absolutely despise the argument that because it's legal, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. You know what? Kiss my big white ass. It's not against the law to go sleep with somebody else's wife, but it's not a good idea. Yeah. Nope. It's bad for your family. It's bad for their family. You ought to just keep your britches on. Okay. Turkeys are no different. It's legal to shoot a turkey in South Dakota with a rifle. It's legal to shoot one in Florida with rifle over bait. And so if you're going to use that argument and tell me that you're going to, you know, video and make this cool and blah, 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 and it's legal, blah, 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 well, then why aren't you shooting them with a 270 from 400 yards away while they're choking on cracked corn? And the truth of the matter is because it doesn't make good content that people want to watch. And so I, I'm a I'm soapbox now to come all the way back around to saying, I would like to hear all of us stop saying things like, well, it's legal and so we're going to do it. Like, come on. Yeah. Right. Stop it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that are legal that are not a good idea. Yeah. You know, and, and so let's, let's all, we, we revere this bird. We wear it on our clothing. We, you know, we have pictures of it hanging all over the place. We love this thing. Let's don't cheapen it to say it's legal, so I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. come on. You know? That's a, that's a very very uh, lightweight argument. To, it's to, it's more than lightweight. It's yeah. freaking disrespectful. Yeah, that's a slap in the face to all of us. You yeah. know, I mean, look look at Ben's place. It's not against the law to ride a four wheeler down there and see the creek in the evening time. But he's not letting his sweet wife do that because he cares about the hunting experience mm -hmm. for a short period of time. So he's self restraining and self regulating. For the betterment of the bird. Yeah. And we all do that for our families. You know, we, we work longer hours or we go to the gym and we work out because we want to be healthy and we want to be, we want to be there for our family. Well, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't say things like I'm, I'm not working out because it's not a law. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the free logic country. is so bad yeah. with that, you know? So, so <laughs> if now. anything, let's, and that's kind of what I was saying about the national forest is like, Hey, just because you know mississippi opens march 15th and the limits whatever it is these days don't go down there and and pile them up the first two weeks because you don't have yeah. anywhere else to go pile them up like yeah. and like, definitely don't come to tennessee and do that <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so that's what i'm getting at when i when i say you know I'd, I'd love to see us just be as a group keep saying we but but as turkey hunters like let's ease up on elevating how cool you are because you killed one on public and as a group, let's let's be more gentle with places that get more pressure. Like like let's be you know, you want to shoot a double, do it on private. Don't do it when they both come down a logging road that everybody else in the country is going to want to hunt. Like you know, just 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 think about the next guy and defer to him, and think about the future of the wild turkey. And, yeah, you know. and don't let your greed and your tunnel vision of oh, I got I'm here I got to kill one on public land force you into a situation where you cut somebody off just because you wanted to kill him before somebody else did. And you know? that's a it's a tough like not saying it's not not saying this is how we do it. This we do it. We all do it the right way because we don't you know like we don't know all the answers. We don't we make mistakes. We're human, but like self accountability in all aspects of life matters, especially in Turkey. Like we're talking about Turkey. Hunting. Be accountable of yourself, you know, like, d just do it the best way you can. Like, do it the right way. If you, you know, not if you can, you should do it the right way. Like, you're saying double, like, I really, like, what, what does it matter that you shot yourself two turkeys on one on one thing? Like, like if somebody else is with you and he wants to double up, like, do it, cool. But, like, what, what, what are you getting out of yelping up 
two turkeys killing both of them, and then they're done. Like, yeah, you, now you can't no, you can't kill them again. Yeah, yeah. So it's there's it. We could talk about it forever and forever and forever, and we'd never get the right answers. But the biggest thing is, if you can do it the right way, you know, and whoever hunts with you, however you teach them, teach them to do it the right way. And before you know it, everybody's doing it the right way, and and hopefully we get to. Hunt turkeys when we're eighty years yeah, and, old. And by and by right way, let's 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 just be clear and say we're not we're really not saying there's a this purest sort of you have to do sure. XYZ. Like I think the the range of you know acceptable, if you will, methods of hunting is pretty wide. Yeah. You know? I think more than anything what we're saying is think about the future, think about the betterment of the of the bird and the habitat. Keep those things more important than how big of a pile you can make with with dead turkeys. Yeah, and 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 let's quit using silly, you know, silly reasons like it's legal to excuse bad behavior. Yeah, I mean, well, I can shoot like, three. Doesn't mean you have to. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Totally. All right. I'm sure we've pissed some people off. And <laughs> That'll be okay. I, the, the 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 door is open. The coffee's hot. <laughs> Anybody that wants to come talk about it, come on. You can you can guest on this podcast anytime. You can, but you better bring your A game. I was fixing to say you better <laughs> better come on with it. Um, I want to stand on the side of the wild turkey. You yeah. know, um, I want to kill a bunch of them. But yeah. don't hear me saying I love watching those jokers crumple. Yeah, freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and if make, there was a world, I want to make sure that I can do that for the next hundred years. I was years. just fixing to say, if there was a world where we could where we could maintain and carry the amount of pressure these birds are getting and still have the same carrying capacity, it'd be great. Great, you know. Then at that point, happen. if it's legal, go for it. But that's not that's not feasible. You know, that, it's a finite resource that we are, for lack of a better word, taking advantage of. You know what the cool thing is? If it that ever could happen, we'll know when it's time. Yeah. You can see those boogers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it'll be like yeah, it was 10 you know, years ago. And when we have, yeah, I mean, it will not here, but I mean, maybe, <laughs> yeah. in, you know, your part of the world. But my, my point is when, you know, the population flourishes and we can get back to there, then shoot, yeah, man. Let's. Heck yeah, dude. Beat them up. Stand on them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we ain't there. It, it, that's, that, sure. that's probably never going to happen. We sell turkey calls and ammunition to kill them with. We want to see them die. We enjoy it. But, man, I really. Really, I hope I get to find out that somebody loves me as much as Daniel, Neil, Dang Mr. Right. Toxic loves Mr. Fox. Absolutely. I hope somebody's taking me when I'm 90. Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope there's turkeys to hunt. And like You're you right. said, we sell calls and shells for people to kill them with. You know, you can still kill them, but there's a smart way to go about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. There's a conservation-minded way to go about it. And it's not going and, you know, putting your hand in front of your face and killing as many as you can and stacking <laughs> them up, you know. <laughs> Use your context clues for what I was referring to. I didn't want to use the F word. but Well, it's not over yet. So, if you're out there, go do it. Get them. Good luck. Be safe. Enjoy it. Take it in. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is. Straight pipe 18-wheeler again. It really is a gift, and we're really fortunate as middle-class Americans to be able to enjoy a hobby the way that we are. Our ancestors did not spend a fraction of the time enjoying hobbies the way we have. They worked from daylight until dark, and they slept while the sun was down, and they got up and they did it again to survive. And we live in a time where we have turned our hobbies into jobs, 
careers. I mean, and man, that's cool as heck. Let's enjoy it. Let's be grateful for it. But let's don't let's don't for a minute pretend like it's not this fragile. is a life or death issue. And yeah, it's not that's, fragile. You're uh, right. That's, I mean, this is a that's on the same level of it's legal that you know the well the Native Americans did it. It's like yeah, well they were trying to eat to survive. They sell them at Kroger for twenty bucks if it's that yeah, if that's and, what it and means. And they also <laughs> nearly eradicated them. Yeah, exactly. You know. Our great grandfathers didn't have any. Hey, Tennessee and Kentucky I mean, used to have a whole bunch of elk. What happened to them? They killed them all. Yep. Just like the buffalo. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, you know, let's let's enjoy it for what it is. Let's be grateful for every day. Let's learn to be content, but still motivated to want more in the future. Are you hot? Are you glad you sat out here on the porch? Damn. It's a nice view. See, it's not too bad. It's not too I'm in shorts. You know, I'm not long pants in it or anything. These are companions. These are not long. Oh. There's there's long pants. There's like there's blue jeans, khakis, long pants, and then there's companions, britches. The most comfortable pair of pants you will ever have. to go I, try them. I, oh. No, dude. I told Frawley this morning, or Jason, I told, I've got six pairs of these companions pants. I've only wore something other than these companions pants two times since March the 3rd. Huh. It's true. I bought mine at NWTF I every and I wore them every day for the next two weeks. And I've got a pair of bottomland ones that I've hunted in this spring. I've not washed them a single time. And I'm telling you, they are. They're the most comfortable they've ever been. They get better every day. I'm gaining weights so that I can purchase a pair to wear them. They don't, they don't make a <laughs> 26 by hey, 24. Hey, 30, they don't make 24, 30, 24s? You're 30, a 30 waist? 32. Yeah. No way. You dang sure ain't a 32 inseam. If don't give me in, that. If you tuck in your sweatshirt, legs. you'd be a 30-inch waist. Oh, my god. You ain't gosh. got long compared 30, to what, 32. a spider? <laughs> Sheesh, I've heard it all. <laughs> You're a 28 and a half by 30, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> Man. All right, let's wrap this up. Now we're talking chasing. So. Man, Ben, thanks for coming no, by and seeing us. Congrats on your birthday. I appreciate it. It's good to good to see everybody. Yeah, yeah man. man. Good to put the headphones back on. Absolutely. Good to have you I back. I hope Rob listens to this episode and is seriously jealous that he's not here. I think he would be. Good. I know he is. He's been texting me the whole time. <laughs> I've, been, I've been steady pouring salt in that wound. Oh, that's funny. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all stopping by and listening in. This has been another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. See y'all. You want to say something at the end? Uh, Bye, Rob. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> hey, y'all. This is Spence and Frawley and... Just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. Somehow, apparently out there in internet la-la media land, <laughs> that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow. So we could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.